What's going on? Nice to meet you. I'm Kyle LaRue, class of 2014, Longmont High School, and you're listening to the Playmakers Corner. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, a.k.a. Coach V. I got a good buddy of mine here on the podcast, man. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, so your name, uh, where you're from, and then why don't you go ahead and say what high school you graduated from and what class as well, just so that uh, the listeners there know, listeners, viewers, you know. Right on. Hey, I just want to start. Thank you. I appreciate taking time out of the day and helping back me up on my dreams and goals and journey. Simon, you're the man. Thank you. Nice to I meet you guys. It. I'm Kyle LaRue. I went to UNC with Simon, and we, from there we were able to teach together and build a relationship and bond and the idea of working together. And, you know, I really learned a lot from Simon. So I really want to say uh, Longmont, that's where I came from. That was important backing up and uh, I just want to start out there and I appreciate everybody back home and the support how we got love you know Simon and I thank you you know what I mean we got good people that back us up so thank you absolutely hey what class are you uh long at over at Longmont High School what class are you 2014 all right boom there you go there you go so you know we we got a got an alum right here man you know Longmont High School you know they got a history of being good, of having good football players, having good athletes, period, you know. More recently, Keegan Patterson, their quarterback, I know he plays baseball and football just like you did, Kyler. He is going to the University of Southern California, so congrats to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that's what's up. But, you know, let's 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 get into this and kind of, you know, get some icebreakers out the way. So we ask, look, I'm just going to be real, bro. We ask all of our, like, guests this. I've answered these questions, too, like, a million episodes ago, but uh, let's let's start with the first question, right? So, look, uh, what is your favorite like sports experience slash memory that you were participating in? So, uh, in this scenario, you're the athlete, you know. So this is like a memory that you have where you know you're just being an athlete and uh, you know you're playing. And so this could be like any sport, any level. But you know, if you had to say, yeah, that's my favorite like sports memory of all time, what would it be? Definitely. That's a great question. And you touched on the idea of Longmont's history and greatness. I got to make sure that's repped out in front of everybody. And to me, when I walked into Longmont High School for the first time, there's a giant banner that says 1901 National Champions. So at one time, you know what I mean? That the, the greatest team in the entire United States of America. So I believe that lore and history, uh, if you believe into it, you know, it builds a lot of, you know what I mean? Greatness mm -hmm. mindset. And the other second second part within that history that had to be mentioned was the idea that Longmont for the big school A's has the longest win streak, 45, three consecutive state championships undefeated. And we the coaches from that era coached the generation I come from and that builds greatness within it coming back in the roots of, you know, so that's it's important. I had to make sure that I was wrenching in there with the history of greatness. Definitely, man. When it comes to the idea of the one moment in time, I think within baseball, though, definitely, hey, going out and seeing what it was like after college experience and what the pro baseball levels like at the independent form was so much fun, man. The idea that when the whole when your music hits the speakers and the whole stadium gets going, it's it's inspiring, man. You can do a lot of justice man for your team and your city you, so that opportunity probably going up to bat and barreling a baseball in front of everybody getting the whole team excited that's got to be it hey Celeste I got you man I got you all right fair enough all right then well here we're gonna kind of flip the question at least perspective wise just a little bit but I'm gonna assume you're a sports fan like just you know a fan of sports right in some type Definitely. of way 
And so I, yeah. I want to ask you, you know, what's your favorite, like, just straight up, like, fan experience? So, like, you're, like, viewing a game, watching a game. Uh, like I said, this could be any level. Uh, but, like, what is, like, your favorite just, like, fan, like, sports experience? That's got to be coming. This was comes back at Longmont. After a football game, there was a classmate of mine that went to elementary, middle school, and we all went to high school together in – was in a special deeds. When we came after finishing a ball game, it was exciting to hug everybody. And then when we hugged together, the words came that he wished he could play with us. And that really sparked something in my brain that you can never take anything for granted. Every single play of every single down, you know, and that really meant a lot to me that, you know, that's it's important. It's a very important lesson learned. We're very lucky of the opportunities and life yeah. that we all have, you know, be grateful of every single day and every moment. No, absolutely, man. No, I feel that. I feel that. All right, then. Well, hey, straight up, I got you. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, your high school football career then. So this this might be hard for you to do, but I really want to see if you could do it here. But I just wanted to ask you in three words, right? Just three words. And then you could like explain why you chose those three words. But in three words, how would you describe your football career over at Longmont High School? I'd say intensity, violence within the whistle in a controlled manner of within the rule set. <laughs> Sorry, that's some way more, but but no, I that, got you. And number three is the idea of passion, protecting your teammates, the you know, that that, that intensity. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I could tell you're probably a defense player because <laughs> that's such a defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I got you, man. What, what was your position, by the way, back when you played uh, football over at Longmont? I wanted to ask, were you a defensive player? Was that kind of your main role or what? Definitely, yeah. I played uh, middle, middle backer as a junior and then as a senior was outside backer all conference for Longmont High School. So that it was exciting, man. I love the idea of passion, man, and protecting your teammates when it's time. I got you. Okay, okay. I like it. All right. Well, uh, so I wanted to ask you this. You kind of like briefly touched on this, but I wanted to ask you anyways, you know, what was like your favorite memory memory playing football at Longmont High? Like, what well, what's like the first memory, I guess, that comes to mind when you think about your football days back in high school? I think the idea of getting into a state playoff as a younger player, underclassman, because when the older players back then were, and all this team um, back then, when I came through that I saw with my own eyes as a player was ruthless within the whistle. So the idea that they would help lead the younger players into opportunities to get into the ball game in later moments to finish that, finish the game. And that was, that meant a lot to me as a younger player because being able to have my family there and see that as a younger player because of what the older guys were able to do for us, that meant a lot. I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That's like a very underrated memory. I feel like some players are so like quick to be like, I, I need to be an upperclassman. I need to be a captain. I need to be a starter right right away, which is cool, you know, but then, you know, there comes a lot of pressure with that, right? You got to deliver it. <laughs> you know, being a younger player, it's definitely, there's definitely something to it to just be like, hey, man, I know my big bro got me, right? Like, I know he could put me in positions to succeed. It's not just me, because when you do become that big bro, it's kind of expected, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then. Well, I, I like that. That's definitely some perspective there. 
Because like I said, man, we got a lot of youngins that listen to this thing. And I think a lot of them are super excited to step into opportunities of leadership. But maybe they don't appreciate, you know, just being a student, man. Right. Just learning, uh, which I mean, obviously, being educators, that's that's, that's something we both uh, value uh, as well. So I, I got you. But uh, let's let's keep this thing going, man. So all right, I kind of want to talk about your journey uh, from high school to college. Right. So you play multiple sports, football, baseball. Did you play any other sports while you were in high school? Uh, I wrestled the first two years. And- OK, OK. But other than that, it was mostly football and baseball. Uh, um, all the way through. Yeah. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Say less. So uh, I wanted to ask you, man, how was like your recruiting journey? You know, uh, whether you want to talk about football or baseball, like just how was it? How did you like decide that you wanted to play baseball over football? Was that already something you had decided or, you know, what were those opportunities like for you, you know, being a multi-sport athlete? That's a good question. So the situation that I came from was my a true love is baseball since a little boy a toddler swinging that rocks in the backyard you know and just building that swing that's probably the original love of the game that i came from but over time uh when as i got older and idea of putting on pads and strapping up and suiting up for your team you know what i mean that was that was a really cool moment in time so after the experiences of going through high school of baseball and football it was it was really cool to see that that I grew and developed, and then by the time of finishing high school, was able to be at the time the RBI uh, champion for Longmont High School, the most runs batted in. So then, at the time, I truly believed in myself. Really, coming out of high school, um, however, after my senior year, I had the opportunity to play for uh, a couple different schools for football, um, like CSU, for example, Pueblo, for example, and then the idea that. I want to bet on my dream and so that came to the idea of unc baseball that i would go up there and walk onto this team i I believed in myself of who i am and know who i am as a person and when it comes down to me on the diamond i'm how i protect my team so at this stage as a freshman i did get cut in front of the team and that's okay i accepted that i licked my wounds i came back again and i did get cut twice same situation however i know that i i know what i did and the coach and there's no shame in that i take full responsibility for not making that team and however that was really great motivation so coming after that my as a junior i was able to be in uh, the opportunity to be on the club baseball team compete for a position from there it was the opportunity to build stats and become a baseball player you know what i mean and build who I wanted to be. And then by the af- the finishing staging of my senior year, we had we went through the COVID era, remember? So we didn't get to finish our true, when I was a fifth year senior, didn't get to finish the, the final season that I wanted to have with the guys. So coming out of that, I had to translate that into the next level of baseball. And then that's when the talks, and we can get into that later. But um, did that answer your question? Yeah, no, absolutely. It definitely did, man. So did I, I just wanted to be clear here with the offers. Did you have any offers for uh, baseball coming out uh, quite yet or any offers that you liked? Or was it just like, okay, um, I had this offer from CSU Pueblo for football, but you know, I, I wanted to go play baseball at UNC. Well, w- was that kind of like the situation there? You didn't have uh, the offers you wanted quite uh, yet for baseball there? 
coming out of high school? Yeah, that was also on my fault of not putting myself out there. That's a great lesson for younger players. You, you go. got to really be able to step up and find a way to promote yourself over a lot of different players out in the world. You know what I mean? So doing that younger was something that I really, as a great lesson that I should have. But yeah, coming out, I did. Uh, I didn't pursue it as much as I thought would come in, you know, and then mm -hmm. I was a le lesson learned. So uh, coming back from that, though, I there was uh, a couple different baseball teams that my coach Tom Phobes helped set up. That could have been like for Hastings example, he was willing to set that up. But I, at the time, I truly believe that uh, of who I am as a baseball player and what I can do to on a team. And uh, that's how I became at UNC that I, I believed in myself then it fruition you know what i mean yeah yeah no i got you okay i like it i like it and i that's uh funny you said that i i knew i knew uh someone that actually went to hastings softball team as well so i know they got a program over there obviously man but no i mean honestly when it comes down to it man like coming out of high school man even I, I know there are some seniors right now they just graduated maybe a month or so ago uh when this episode's getting released and they don't have anything or they don't have what they want quite yet and that's scary like because at that point it's like damn four years and i couldn't get like i, I what i do wrong right and so that's definitely understandable but at the end of the day you gotta make tough decisions and at the end of the day you gotta make tough plays too you know, if you want to be a tough athlete, tough player, next level player, like that's what it comes down to. Right. And so that's definitely understandable. And I actually really like that a lot. But um, OK, well, so let's kind of stick with recruiting just a little bit more here, man. You know, so you mentioned like you wish that you wanted to put yourself out there more. Uh, you know, for baseball and, you know, just for other sports in general, I'm sure as well. You know, uh, what what are some things that you wish you knew before uh, before recruiting that you have learned and whatnot moving forward? Great question. I think a giant importance is at the time, like we're in the same era of, you know, player that we both of us came through. So the social media was different back then. You know what I mean? The idea of social media is way different. Uh, so then I think players, if they can find find a way to do it right, man, to not make, be, make it, you know, be only about themselves, but about the whole team and accomplishing the stuff together on the journey and adventures and battles. You know what I mean? That's an important lesson too, man. Find, find a way to, you know what I mean? Find a way who, to be who you want to be and create the character that you want to be as a ball player. You know what I mean? When you're trying Absolutely. to help protect your team. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, I get that. And honestly, a good way of like kind of getting uh, so basically building your own narrative is what yeah. uh, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you, man. I mean, honestly, social media is the best way you could do that. And it's free, too. So it's not like you have to hire anybody. I think some people do. And that's not smart because anybody could do it for free. But like, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, you definitely want to kind of project what kind of player you are, stuff like that. Uh, reaching out to coaches and whatnot as well, I'm sure, too, right? Oh, one more thing is they got to be willing to go out there and put themselves on the line in front of the coaches. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta be willing to get said no to by a couple teams that you really want to be at to find the place that you're, you know what I mean? You're loved and accepted and, and feel good to be there, you know? That's fair. I mean, that's reality is what it is. I think a lot of um, athletes dream about, you know, 
coaches saying yes to them, right? Giving them a full ride, uh, you know, making their dreams come true. Well, reality is that you're going to get a lot of no's too. And so you got to be ready for that. And then you also got to learn and be like, all right, well, what can I do better? What's the best situation for me and stuff like that? Like, you got to be real, like, I guess, introspective about it, right? Like, you got to be like, you got to be real with yourself, you know? Definitely. So, definitely. All right, then. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, let's, let's keep this thing going, man. So, all right, that happened. You know, you did your thing with UNC, man. All right. So, shoot, when did COVID happen? 2020? <laughs> 2020, <laughs> about two years uh, from now. We're recording this on February 19th. So we're about a month out from that COVID uh, um, anniversary, if you really want to call it that. But it's been two years. You know what I mean? Um, not an easy two years for anybody. I think everyone knows that. You know, but what are you up to now? You know, what are you doing now? Have you been coaching football, baseball? Um, you know, and then, you know, what, what are some opportunities that you found after uh, UNC baseball, UNC club baseball and all that? Yeah. So after graduation, it was exciting. And during that time, I was able to pursue the uh, UNC, the coaching program for as a minor with Dr. Douglas, legendary professor. And uh, it was important to see, man, they gave me opportunity to go back to Longmont and be a coach there for during that program. You know, so that was even special to me to be a part of that. But uh, I was able to coach for at Longmont High School. It meant a lot to go back to for 18, 19 and 20. Uh, that was that was exciting, man, to to see what it was like from the different perspective. You know what I mean? We've seen it as a ball player, but to see the backside and of what the tough decisions, the the men, the strategies, and you know what I mean? The I, the different side of it. Of, so that was that was cool. Yeah, the coaching aspect is what it the is. Coaching the coaching aspect. aspect. Yeah. No, I got you. And bro, it's super important to you know what I mean? I've seen a lot of players out there over the course of my time, and dude, there was a lot of great ball players. Like you said, man, Keegan's one of the top ball players in the entire state of Colorado, let alone the whole nation. So, hey, man, that was awesome player. I saw him play defense, so that's, you know what I mean? We rep defense for a little bit, too, there. So I, I really appreciate it. And Jack Maul, I want to say, is a top baller, man, in the whole state, bro. That Oh, I love the way he battles for his team. Yes, and last, last but not least, on the, uh, Caleb Johnson, man, I really respect how he battled for his team from day one of freshman year to the last play of senior year. Much respect. Though, oh, Kale Dirksen, sorry. Uh you know, there's a lot of players that can go on, but those, you know what I mean? Those are captains right there that really battle for their Longmont team, man. And as a coach, I got to rep them out like that. Boom. Oh, yeah. No, you got to, man. Keegan Patterson led the entire state, basically. I'm pretty sure. And passing yards, want to say passing touchdowns. I'd be surprised if he did it. You know, so there you go. Uh, Caleb Johnson and Jack Mole, both excellent receivers. Oh, I'm, I, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> I think Jack Mole got offered a D1 football scholarship by Valdosta. I think so. It's either him Dang. or Caleb Johnson. Thanks. It's one of the two. And the other one is going to Mines, I thought. So, I don't know if you those do. Ball there, see, that's good. Bro, they got – those are ball players, man. Ball players yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, that's obviously good to hear, man. I mean, they're, they're record setters this year for a long while. You know, they kind of kept it going. Um, despite them facing a lot of challenges because it's not like they had an easy schedule. They arguably had – toughest schedule of any Colorado football team you know and so you'll love to see that for sure well I, I want to ask you just real quick you know uh, we'll, we'll talk more about you here in a minute I want to ask you about those players man and your time coaching over at Longmont man 
you know so as i guess a person what were some things you learned you know just being a coach over there and um you know having that opportunity to coach that's one of the special opportunities in life because when you go in there as a coach it's different as a player you know what i mean that's a whole nother side of it so i had to learn the ropes and i didn't want to go in there like uh, i don't think anything special in the coaching realm i was there to learn and build who i was as a person and to see what it's like to inspire other players because i had a lot of players inspire me so i wanted to give back and see what that would be like to maybe show my passion i could help influence a player maybe one percent in a ball game or who knows and to see players grow and develop of who they are seeing them as a freshman all the way up through and finishing high school it's it's cool to see the the development and process and you got to believe in your team and you can do this all together you know what i mean yeah no absolutely man i mean shoot to see those guys come up that must have been wild you know because they were your first group right and so That's true. You know, yeah. look, players, they won't understand this, but, like, <laughs> for a coach and teachers, man, I mean, your first group is special, you know. They just are automatically, because they're the first squad you're, you're coming up with, you're teaching, uh, you're coaching and all that. And so, you know, they really do mean something to, like, all of us, like, young coaches out there. And I'm sure you could ask some of the older ca- coaches out here, like a Dave Logan, uh, like a Coach Clad or whatever. You know, I'm sure they remember their very first group of players that yeah. coach so i i totally get that but um kind of still so one last question about your time coaching over at longmont high man i mean i just want to ask you you know like in your honest opinion and there's no like right answer to this but in your honest opinion you know what separates great athletes student athletes from you know some guys who are all right but they don't quite got it like what separates like those guys that like oh man that kid got it you know, in your opinion, it's a good question because you really got to dig deep into that one. And I think it's within that it starts within your mind. You got to you got to find out what mentality you want to bring into the program because there's always going to be obstacles, but you got to be willing to adapt and overcome no matter what and find a way to achieve success and greatness by achieving your mind. You know what I mean? And being able to find out who you are. I think that's really important that it takes time like you know it takes a lot it takes time and everybody in high school is insecure and we all go through that and that's part of it but you know what over time man you make mistakes you learn from them and then you become build of your personality of who you want to be you know what i mean and so i think you got to be willing to make mistakes to learn from them in a safe controlled manner you know yeah no absolutely i i like that a lot so I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rephrase it real quick here, you know, but like, so knowing your role, right, on a yeah. squad, knowing like, all right, this is my time to step up, or maybe this is my time where I need to be a good teammate, you know, like, like, like not just making plays, but I got to help hold me out and be like, hey, bro, it's all good. Like, be emotional support because, you know, like, it's it's a tough deal, right? Is, is that kind of what you're meaning there? Like, just know your role and then develop into that? I think so. I think there's always room for change and you can deter who you want like you know what i mean there's different changes but the you're right though like in that sense that i think you find a way how you best can suit the team and not everybody's going to be a captain not everybody's going to be you know, a main player on the each side of the ball however we all know and have respect that we went through it together you know what i mean so it's not about that necessarily it's about can you finish the ball game and do the best for your team 
Absolutely. Oh, there, there you go. I like it, man. I like it. Look, man, I'd be interviewing a lot of athletes, and they're great, but it's definitely good to hear a little bit more of a mature uh, response to those type of questions. So I like it. That's definitely, hey, athletes out there, you got to keep that in mind, man. I think a lot of kids, you know, they kind of view themselves and they're like, yeah, I'm a leader, but it's because I play quarterback, you know, or it's because I'm point guard or it's because, like, I was named a captain, right? Uh, they don't, they maybe don't truly understand the whole extent of it as, you know, coaches, you know, we have our expectations for that player. It's like, hey, yeah, you're named captain, but, you know, here's what comes with that, you know, and it's not supposed to be a burden. It's supposed to be a burden that, you know, you share with your teammates and whatnot so that everyone could succeed. Everyone could eat, you know what I mean? Right. And the, right. Like you said, man, the true captains, they don't need to need that praise all the time. Everybody in the whole room knows that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's up to them. How can they inspire others to maybe become braver? There you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, then. Hey, I like it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was cool, man. Going through college with you, bro, we would have these talks all the time, man. And just being able to crack jokes and be free with it, man. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks of again. course. No, hey, but this is good stuff. This is stuff that athletes do need to know, though. You know, oh, for um, sure, right? and, you know, they, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, coach, I know. But come on, man. I mean, like, there, there's plenty that also, like, sometimes the thing that you got to do isn't something that you got to say. Right. Actions speak louder than words. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's what it comes down to as coaches, educators, you know, seeing young athletes and uh, students conduct themselves. Right. You know, uh, in my opinion, like I cool, you could say whatever you want. But if you're doing something else and saying something else, then it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. Good point. True. Yeah. So. All right. Well, here, let's let's get back on track here. Let's keep this thing going, man. All right. So you coached for Longmont. You know, obviously that was fun and whatnot. You know, what what was going on with baseball? T- tell us uh, what's what's the move with that right now here. Um, well, since graduation, I guess. All right. So, and I had a talk with the guys uh, at Longmont when it was time for me to uh, set it down for a while. Uh, and you, you know what I mean? So it was important. I talked to the guys. I came in there and let it be known in 2021 that, you know what I mean? I apologize to the seniors for not being able to give them what – I was able to give the last three classes, you know, because, man, it's it takes you could ask like Simon, you know, it takes a lot out of you, man, with your, you know what I mean? Your emotions, because you love it so much and you want the guys to do good. And the oh, idea, yeah. Of, oh, yeah, you know, so it's, it's yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Now, that's so that that's was, something that not a lot of players understand until they become coaches and they have to make that move, you know, but I, I get what you're saying. Because as a coach, you're going to make mistakes like, I, you know what I mean? So it's it's. It's about learning from them and because then, you know what I mean? That builds who you are. But uh, sorry, I, to get back on the, the point was the idea of learning from those mistakes. And then I was able to finish UNC and get the opportunity to I started in Tucson, Saguaros, started down there. And uh, that was the whole professional baseball experience that I ever began. This was in 2021. So I went down there and played nine spring games, started in the outfield for each of them. And then by the ninth one, we, he had a conversation, sat us, sat us all down, excuse me, sat us all down of each player of who made it and who got cut. And that was a learning experience too. I got cut in front of uh, other players, and you know, it just like I saw them being cut, and that was a very emotional moment for a lot of players because we all put our hearts on the line. But I knew that that's a part of my story, and that's not gonna deter who I am 
being cut from a defending two-time now Pecos League Championship team. So you know what I mean? Like I went for the highest it gets at that level, at that stage. And that's that's who I believe how I am, man. And I'm not afraid to compete. So then I earned my respect from the the manager, uh, field manager, Sean McNeil. And he sent me down to Trinidad to go play ball and earn the right to stay. And after competing in the last spring training games for 2021, I was able to stay and make that team. And from there, I was in being able to build as a ball player, find a way to uh, match the intensity of the players and earn my starts. And over the course of it was the pinch hitter for the Trinidad Triggers in 2021 as a rookie. And that was that was tremendous to find a way to get a bat, my bat in the lineup on that high powered offense. So that was a learning point, man. I accepted the idea that I could learn this year and from these captains, these veterans, these older players, and then take what you learn and build it into life coming forward. And from there, it was able to set it up that like my uh, general manager and field managers were able to call to the California Pecos Pacific side and help me get set up. I'm coming down to Santa Rosa, California to play for scuba divers in May. Hey man, congrats on that, my guy. You know, obviously, you know, I gotta congratulate you on that. You've worked super hard for this opportunity and you know, not many people have a story like you where, you know, you get cut from a D1 squad over at UNC, then you end up playing for their club squad, you know, do well enough. And then you do get a pro opportunity to play the game you love and get paid for it, right? <laughs> like that's that's like every athlete's dream, bro. Every athlete's dream, no matter the level, you know? If you play the sport you love and you get paid for it, shoot, what's better? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about, man. The opportunity to compete at, at that stage and continuing to build and see what you can become as a person by striving for greatness. You know what I mean? It's okay to fail. But you got to learn how to battle back. That's what I want to inspire players or anybody listening to this. You know what I mean? I believe Simon and I are tremendous at the idea of we can inspire players, man. You know what I mean? We learned that from professors back in UNC, but I truly believe that the heart and passion we draw, bring to the diamond or gridiron, wherever it is, it helps other people. You know what I mean? Even though that we're trying our best for ourselves naturally, I think we inspire a lot of people just by the way we conduct ourselves. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There's something being said about that. And I mean, that's something that as a coach, you know, when I used to coach and, you know, when I talk to players now, like I try to instill, man, like that, that battle back attitude. Right. And also coming with that is like accepting that mistakes are OK and your mistakes are OK. What's not OK is just letting that kind of simmer and then not doing anything about it and then making the same mistakes over and over again and not grow. Right. I think as you know, specifically as guys, you know, who got, got our degree uh, degrees in education and whatnot, man. I mean, I think the biggest thing for us is um, just philosophy wise, whether you're a coach player or whatever. But for us, you know, it's it's learning. Right. You got to be able to learn if you can't learn from your mistakes. I mean, that caps your potential as an athlete, as a person. Wouldn't you agree? Definitely. It's humbling, right? I mean, because we, like you've seen, like we failed both in front of each other, like as teachers when we were, you know what I mean? Like, for example, we didn't do everything perfect, you know what I mean? And, but that's where you, you know what I mean? I think that's where we got closer because we saw vulnerability 
you know what I mean, together. But that's okay because you're a team and you're building on something great, man. But everybody's got to work hard, though, you know? No, you're right. And you know what? We might as well give them a shout-out, man. I mean, shout-out yeah, to Dr. Kraft, yeah. Dr. J, <laughs> Don Howard. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Dr. Douglas, you know, all, all our professors, a uh, part of that physical education department, sports and exercise department over at the University of Northern Colorado, man. Um, they, they taught us a lot, right? First off, how to be an educator and how to be a damn good one as well, you know? I'm not going to lie because uh, it wasn't – it's not an easy process. I think a lot of people look at the, you know, like, oh, you're a PE teacher, like, roll out the ball, right? You know, <laughs> and they and they just look down on it, right? But the way Northern Colorado does it, man, I mean, there's a reason why every school in Colorado wants us. You know, those professors, they get us right. They get all the students over there right as well. By the way, congrats to all the um, class of 2022 kiddos over there because this would have been a month from now. Sco Bears, you know, but they, they got us right. And I think as far as like, you know, teachers and coaches and, you know, people that have, ex- I, I would say, inspired me, they're definitely up there, right? Because look, I'm not going to lie. I'm a perfectionist. So I hate it when I make a single mistake. And most of the time I know when it's like, oh man, I said this word wrong, or like, oh man, this cue was wrong, or I didn't plan out this part of the lesson. And sometimes when you're teaching PE, you don't notice you made a mistake until it's already done and everything's going crazy. And it's not <laughs> like you got to get back to the fool or something like that. You know, that's usually what happens half the time, right? Um, but that's part of learning as a young teacher. I mean, no teacher is perfect from the get-go. That's facts, right? That, it just is, right? Even now, you know? And so, I mean, as a person growing up and whatnot, um, and, you know, wanting to inspire athletes that's something to teach, like, hey, nobody's perfect. You know, you should strive for perfection and whatnot, but you got to have a process of getting there, right? That, and, that's, and part of that is accepting mistakes, willing to make mistakes not because like oh i need to force a mistake right now to see what's up but you know just letting it naturally happen right (laughs) you know and just going through what you got to do and whatnot i mean i think that's extremely underrated i think there's definitely a lot of pressure on i would say this next generation of athletes part of it is social media because you know everyone has a camera and so you know if you get your ankles broken it's on the internet if uh, you throw a bad interception it's on the internet, right? Uh, so people could see it whenever, but I think <coughs> uh, that, that could also help you as well because you are able to go back, look at literally look at your mistakes right in the eye and be like, okay, you know, figure out whether it's a mental thing or a physical thing. Be like, all right, maybe I was a little bit too frazzled. I was trying to force this play here. Or, you know, physically, I, I was sloppy, right? I didn't go through my mechanics. I didn't do what I needed to do. And I know I can make, you know, I can have good reps. I just didn't do it this one time, you know. And then there's that last part where it's like situational. Like, I mean, shoot, what else was I supposed to do in that? You know, what else was I supposed to do there, right? And I think that is definitely something that um, some athletes don't understand. That sometimes, man, I mean, as athletes, you're put in situations where you're not in a good spot to win. And to win, you got to make decisions earlier on to put yourself in a position to win. Uh, what do you think about all that? I know I've been kind of ranting there and whatnot, but what do you think about that? It's a great point though, Simon. I believe everyone needs to hear that. It goes back to the recruiting aspect too, man. Like it's very important. You got to start early, man. Even though once you build your stats, of course, but 
you know what i mean that's that's what's very important in life but also being a great teammate too you know what i mean so it's that's why it's important you got to have the whole package of the idea of who you want to be if you really want to go to the next level like some players are really insisting and that's what that's what it's going to take you know what i mean because it's not about being selfish or about that man you need a team to win whether you're in baseball or you're in football you need a team to win man that's important you gotta you know and especially the linemen i want to give a shout out to you know what i mean those those are those are some of the most important people if on the whole team man they lead the whole team on each play coming out you know following behind them so i think that's something that i think uh doesn't get much shout out over the course of football you know what i mean i think linemen are they're, they're dude they help build uh help build teams yeah absolutely i mean they're the base of most squads right you know right. some teams they're only as good as their linemen and that's a normal thing right as it should be probably you know and to build around that is, is usually tough so no I, I definitely understand that but uh all right then, well here, there you go. Um, here, let's let's keep this thing moving. <laughs> you know, I know we've had some good conversations, which I absolutely love, and I'm gonna keep all these in for the most part. You know, but uh, let's let's keep it going though. So, okay, you're playing pro baseball right now. You know, obviously, like you know, like we said, you have experience playing football, both as a player and as a coach, so you can pull on a lot of those. But you know, you talked, but I, I just want to ask you, you know. Um, you know, talk about some things that you learned from football um, that you use in baseball or, you know, what are some like things like whether it's like life lessons, um, like, you know, mental lessons, physical lessons that you take that you learned from football that you use in baseball now, whether it's uh, you as a player or a coach. I like that one. I think the most important one would be the idea of I never lost the spirit and passion of the game of who I wanted to be as a football player into the baseball form of pregame of acting like how I would be as a football player. You can be very, I could act like that in the defense, but as a batter, it's, you can't bring that same intensity passion. At least for myself, I can't, I got to switch it in a sense. So I never wanted to lose that fire and passion as a football player into the game of baseball in certain forms where you have to be really just dialed in and focused and trust your instincts on the baseball of know that you did the work and practice for your body's movements to be there, you know? So like fire and passion, like we talked about right there, not losing that spirit for the game. And I think the most important one is the leadership that you, if you've already experienced defensive ball or offensive, I've never experienced that side, but especially for defense, the fire and passion to be like very dominant on that side, try your best would be to bring that into the baseball form of a leader where not every baseball player played football or has wrestled. So the idea that you can you could bring a competitive fire and passion that other players maybe haven't seen in that sense to the diamond, you know, and bring that into the locker room where other players can maybe use that for themselves. Say less. No, I got you, man. I mean, look, you could probably agree with this. There's no other passion like one you find in football, right? Yes. You know, it gets intense. And so you want to bring that energy in anything you do, obviously. But uh, in other sports especially, I mean, that's always a big thing, right? Very important. You're right. Because like you said, man, having somebody that is there to back you up because you're trying your best to take care of your job. But when you have other guys around you that are willing to protect you and help you on in a sense of 
You know what I mean? When it's time to get to battle on a di or a gridiron for your team, you know what I mean? It's very nice to look around and have players that they're battle ready too for ball. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, then. Well, hey, um, let's, we're going to slightly transition here. You know, just slightly, but I do want to ask you this question because you were a multi-sport athlete. I know this is a conversation that's been going around Colorado, you know, um, but I want to ask you this, you know, in your personal opinion. So obviously there's no right or wrong answers. Well, you know, there's our opinions and obviously we feel like it's the right answers. But, you know, where do you stand as far as like specializing and playing one sport year round compared to being a multi-sport athlete specifically when it comes to middle school and high school right so like would you rather have like as a coach would you rather have a kid that's like just focusing on one sport you know during off season they're going to uh trainers specifically for football they're doing seven on seven that uh that type of stuff and no other sports right would you rather have that type of player or you know would you prefer somebody that's, uh, you know, a multi-sport athlete that plays multiple sports uh, throughout the year and doesn't, you know, focus on one. But, you know, uh, wh where do you stand on that? I want to ask. That's interesting on both sides. For myself, I think it's it's everybody's different. And the family that you come from kind of inspires that. Whereas as kids, that's what I thought you were supposed to do each season, you know, get into the next sport like you do have with your buddies and keep going like that of uh, – fall spring uh winter and spring summer too but you know what i mean i i thought that was natural growing up where we had always come together from the city and town that we go through you know what i mean so i think that was important from where my background would be is if you get the opportunity to go through sports teams your whole career from peewee to high school it makes your team so much better of the bond and connection and the knowledge for the game of how your team plays. So I think that was really important. But I also see the other side of it as well. But for myself, I believe it's important to learn passion and dedication from different aspects of sports. And then pick the one after when you're ready, you know what I mean, that you want to pursue. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, playing multiple sports at college is a lot. Um, because you have being a student and so that should, you know, you got to take that seriously, obviously. Uh, but also, you know, just the wear and tear as well. And so, I mean, totally understand that I personally, and in, I mean, you know, I'm in that same boat, boat, I would say, I mean, look, we're both, uh, we were both physical educators. I mean, we encourage kids, you know, adults, even, you know, whatever to be uh, active for a lifetime. Right. And let's just be let's just keep it 100 you know you can't play certain sports during certain seasons or times <laughs> of the year you know whether yeah. it's like availability like equipment like there's a million things that go with that right and so like that's kind of just where i'm at you know i would like to have an athlete you know that experiences everything and obviously when it comes to players and they ask me like hey should i do seven on seven or this thing or that thing i'd be like yeah you know you should definitely do it it's good opportunities to get your name out there but also, I believe that you should enjoy being a kid as well and being an athlete as well. You know, like I, I think everyone has their main sport, right? And so when you play another sport, it's usually because you're athletically gifted enough to play that other sport. And so you could, 
kind of learn things differently from there. And then also, you know, not have that pressure of like, oh, this is my main sport. I got to take it like a million, like I got to be so serious about it, right? And so it takes a little bit of pressure off. And so that's why I kind of like, um, you know, having multi-sport athletes, because I feel like, like you said, Kyler, there's definitely a lot to it, to a, to a kid that learns from different perspectives and different coaches as well. You know, baseball coaches are different from football coaches. For sure. So, For sure. And it's cool yeah. to earn respect from both sides of it. You know what I mean? Because it it takes different talent. Like, you know what I mean? And it's okay to not be the best at each sport. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's about trying to help your team win and do the best for who you are. You know what I mean? So I think it's, it's I encourage athletes to take another sport. If that's, that's a, if that, that's a passion that I come from. So that's my answer. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. But, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously, if you're not doing another sport and you're not doing anything else, go, you know, go go put in some extra work, right? Go fill up your offseason and whatnot, you know. And so um, I'm just going to throw that out there because I know some kids are like, oh, Coach V says I only, I, I mean, <clears throat> Coach V says I could specialize in one sport. And then, you know, they, they train for two months leading up to the season. And then after the season, they don't do anything until those two months come up again. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, if you're going to be about the grind and not have other sports, I mean, you might as well stay on it, right? It's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, because it takes, takes dedication either way, huh? But that's yeah, what should. But that's what they want or the, that's what we want as a competitor. You know I mean? That's if you truly want it bad enough, you will find a way to get there. You know, I oh, truly yeah. believe that. Oh yeah, find a way to get it done. Find a way to get it done, right? That's uh, that's a motto at least I go by as well. So, all right then. Well, hey, we're kind of wrapping up this interview here, man. But uh, look, we've given a lot of advice, and we're not. We talked about a bunch of different things. You know, it's been great, uh, by the way. But you know, I just want to ask you, man, what is some advice that you would give to young athletes trying to make their way through high school, middle school, who aspire to get to that next level? You know, and so, like I said uh, earlier, before uh, we started recording, you know, we have middle schoolers that listen to this, I'm sure. Probably some kids in elementary school that listen to this. Most of our fan base is probably high schoolers, though, I would say. But um, or, you know, parents of those kids who want to learn a little bit more. But, you know, as somebody who's went through the whole process, was a multi-sport athlete, chased his dreams, achieved his dreams, still going after it on the pro level. You know, what is some advice you would give to those athletes trying to get to that next level? That's, that's a very important question. So I want to make this clear that can't achieve your every goal in one day. You got to be willing to segment it out of time and dedication of your life by, by scrapping and battling one level at a time, by not thinking ahead so far, because that's not reality yet. You know, you got to focus on what's here and right now, take care of business and believe in yourself is very important because at the end of the day in life the only person you go through the entire phase of it is yourself of course our family will always be there to see us and protect us but there's a lot of things in life you got to go out and do on your own so i think it's important to find out who you are as a person over the course of time by engaging in activities and opportunities that maybe you fail and it's okay because you can take that and build it into the next stage 
and not be upset when it happens because I believe every person that aspires for greatness, they've failed many times, but they've learned how to battle back. Like we've talked about some main phase in that. You gotta learn how to battle back, come back from the adversity. And I think a giant lesson, Professor Y, gold-tinted lenses, man, you gotta believe that. If you think you are who you are, you gotta, you gotta believe it, inspire others, and then naturally good things will happen. But it does not take one day. Got to build those steps and phases, opportunities at a time. And that's okay. Because like both of us talked about as teachers, as players, as people, we've, we haven't always had success, but we had great people and network around us that inspire us to come back. And that's super important because I know like I've seen in high school, but are all of us, man, all of us, nobody is perfect. You know what I mean? Everybody's going through different struggles behind closed doors. You know what I mean? So be nice to everybody that you get an opportunity to. And when it's time to compete for your friends, you got to ride for your bet. Your, you know what I mean? Your homies, the best of your abilities. And that's what it's about, man. I really think it's important that it's not about oneself, but building the network around you that help others succeed as well. Oh, that's real good. <laughs> I like that, my guy. That's strong. That's strong advice. I think, I mean, look, they're teenagers that we're talking to basically right now, right? And so it's hard to see ahead when you're like 12 or 13 and you know you have 60 years of life ahead of you, right? But as you get older, you know, and these athletes don't understand, so you might as well try to understand right now. You know, you get to see the bigger picture, right? You get to see, like, okay, there's life beyond sports as well. But right now, you know, I could think about a million things I want to do. The only things I could actually do are the ones that are right in front of me, are the opportunities that are right in front of me, right? And so I really like how you said, like, just, I mean, hey, segment life, seg uh, have goals, right? You know, have different things you want to accomplish and understand this isn't a one-day deal. You know, even as you are accomplishing your goals, it's still not going to be a one day deal. You know, the only difference between, um, you know, a day you accomplish a goal and then the next one is that, I mean, you got one thing out of the way and you have another one ahead. Right. And yeah. so that's and that's life, you know, and it shouldn't be intimidating either, you know, especially when you feel like you have that control over it as well. You know, what I mean. See, Simon and dude, that's why I think it's so important that you teach people on here as well man like you teach people in life but also you give opportunity for younger generations to hear these thoughts and you know what i mean maybe imply some or any of it into their lives that may help them become better people so man dude you inspire a lot of people man just want to say that man. hey my guy i appreciate that so do you man i mean you you already know man uh, so do you as well and you know it's honestly a pleasure to just have that opportunity to do it right you know that that's where i'm at with it i'm sure that's where you're at with it as well and i mean um i think just speaking one last thing just speaking on athletes man i think moving on personally you know it it pays off to want to help out you know the younger generation to want to help out other people to be a good person and stuff like that in a million different ways obviously like you said you know you want to build connections and whatnot and you want to build a strong foundation and web around you right obviously being a good person is a good way to do that you don't build that being a jerk 
you know what I mean? And so uh, obviously you want to do that, but just as, you know, just as well, you're able to sleep at night, you know, you're able to go to bed and be like, yeah, I, accompl- I accomplished what I wanted to do. You know, not just like, you know, on the surface level, but like deeper than that, right? And I think that's something that, you know, whether you're an athlete, coach, whatever, that's something you want to pursue, right? Great point. And I want this to be said too, that a bully only wants to take on people they know they can beat where a true competitor is willing to take on all covers. You know Ooh, what I mean? So, okay. Okay. Go ahead. That's, go what, ahead. that's what it's about, bro. You know what I mean? Have Because or that point is said, but the next point that was valuable, I wanted to get through, bro, on this segment right here would be the idea that it's important to be awesome to the younger generation because sure, it's cool to be looked at as cool when you're junior senior but what about being cool for your life you know after when those still people still look up to you you know what i mean that's what you know that's why it's important to be cool to people and you know what i mean you can you can make a lot of people's day from how we conduct ourselves you know so just just knowing that's important man taking the time for people Absolutely. And you can see that social emotional uh, aspect. We, we thought yeah. that's both of our styles. <laughs> you know, we, we love teaching those life lessons, but that's, I mean, that's facts though. You know, that's facts. You know, you could try to avoid him, but at the end of the day, it's facts. You know what I mean? So no, I, I definitely got you there. And hey man, it's been real. We're basically Simon, at the end thank here, you, man. bro. <laughs> hey, this was dope, man. I don't forget to cut it up again, obviously. But, you know, I just want to make sure I give you this opportunity, man. Now that we're at the end of this interview, is there anybody in particular that you'd like to shout out that's been important to your academic um, athletic career? And plus, you know, what, what are some players that you'd like to shout out as well? I know you shouted out uh, your boys over at Longmont, Keegan Patterson, Jack Ball, Caleb Johnson. But, um, you know, if there's anybody you want to shout out, and like I said, this could be anybody, just go for it, man. And take as long as you need. Hey, I'm going to just go for it. Coming through Longmont, man, there's legendary people that come out of there, man. I want to say Coach Johnson, that's one of the best coaches in the entire state of Colorado. Learning under him, that was one of the most coolest opportunities that I got to have as a player and as a coach. So, Coach Jake, thank you. Tom Phobes, that's another, I believe, high school Hall of Fame baseball coach. He's dominant in the sense of inspiring players as students and athletes. And, hey, I love the opportunity of learning under Coach Phobes. Thank you. A couple of players, man, I think I got to send it from each one from when I was in high school. The best player that I've ever played with on a football field had to be Joe Lopez. That's a monster of a man. And he was our captain. So to learn under him was tremendous. I think on the offensive side, Forrest Wedderstrom from Longmont was one of the most important players that I've ever played with of learning under what it means to be a leader. Forrest Wedderstrom. And the only All-American that I ever played in high school with, Miles Bergner, it was tight to learn what it, he took care of us as a kicker. And you know what I mean? And kickers got a giant part of it too. Coming to college, I think it's important to say the the captain that I grew up with in college, Oscar Ace Vado. This guy is, he's a man, man. He went to UNC with us and he helped lead us and, and showed, he gave me an opportunity after my failures and gave me an opportunity to build my roots and to come back and build an opportunity in life of what I want and not go out. You know what I mean? On a different person's terms, no way you step up and go after what you want in life. That's what it's about. Uh, so, hey, Oscar's the man. And I think 
I would like to every person to know that in Trinidad, the top two captains that really showed me what it meant to be at that level is Captain Aaron Stubblefield. This person has over a thousand plate appearances at the pro level and the way he took his time out to build rookies like myself and other people, that's tremendous, man, because he doesn't have to do that, but he's willing to help build the next generation of ball players. Captain Stubbs, thank you. And the rookie captain, Zach May, that was the most beautiful season as a rookie I've ever seen. Look, um, and I learned a lot from that person. So Zach May, you're the bomb. But last but not least, I'd like to finish with my family. Uh, my parents, they actually believed in me no matter what. When I came back sad or whether I was happy, you know what I mean? They inspired me to keep it even keel, man. It's always another challenge coming, but you can't get too high, can't get too low. But be proud of the moments that you get accomplished. But you transition to the next goal, man, and keep chugging, keep on rolling. So, yeah, Simon, I'd like to finish with you. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to help get the story the story and the opportunity out there for me. I appreciate you. You're the man. Thank you. Hey, you my guy, bro. Ain't no worries at all. <laughs> Ain't no worries at all. It's been an absolute pleasure here. All right, man. Well, hey, Kyler, man, you're my guy. Best yeah. of luck out there. You know, when this episode comes out, you'll you'll be playing baseball over there already. But, like, honestly, man, thank you so much for coming on, you know. Uh, getting some good advice out there for this next generation. I mean, I know you rep Longmont and whatnot. You want to see the boys and the girls over there do well, do their thing. And, you know, this goes beyond Longmont. This is a Colorado type of deal. And uh, I just really appreciate you coming on, man, and just giving uh, your perspective from both baseball and football. You're the man. Thank you, Simon. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Talk soon.